0: Aloha. This is the show, "The State of the State of Hawaii," and I'm your host, Stephanie Stoll Dalton. This show features candidate Sam King Jr. running for the office of, um, of office of running for office in the office of Hawaiian Affairs, or OHA's, as OHA's Oahu Trustee. Now OHA is a state government agency, and it was created to improve conditions for Native Hawaiians. So we'll hear more. For, we'll hear more about that from uh, Sam. Welcome, Sam, to ThinkTech Hawaii.
1: Aloha. Thank you.
0: Good, good guest, making time from your campaign. Tell tell us a little bit. Tell us uh, briefly why you want to serve OHA as Oahu trustee.
1: So it's at large. It's at large, trustee. Yeah. Oh,
0: you're at large. Oh, they were reporting it as wow. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I ran Oahu last time in 2018, and that was back when an audit came out about the Office of Wine Affairs, and it was showing that the trustees were using their reimbursement fund for you know personal kinds of expenses and all these little things that were not appropriate for personal for you know for a state reimbursement fund, and it. It really fostered this perception of corruption at OHA, and it and it and it's a huge problem, and it it remains a problem at the Office of Wine Affairs. Is people always want to know how is OHA using its money? Is it being used effectively? And that's why I ran in twenty eighteen, and I think things have improved somewhat because Kaylee Yakina has been there. But you know the the price of freedom is eternal vigilance, and so I'm running in large part to support Trustee Yakina and his efforts to ensure that transparency and fiscal responsibility stays alive and well at the office of Wine affairs make sure they do their independent audits and make sure they spend their money effectively and that really goes to another reason i'm running which is spending the money effectively there's a lot of Sorry. so no, i was going
0: to say that that's very interesting i know that the state has audited the state auditor has also had news for you and is also still holding not not completing the audit yet but from the last court decision does that mean that he he will have to close out the audit and allow you to get that extra money that you haven't been able to spend
1: yeah i actually have not followed that exactly i know that the courts went after that you know they went there and they said he did not need to release it i think that the court decision did result in that it said you know what what has happened is enough and therefore the money can be released. But I don't think the auditor ever finished that report. I don't think he's ever, because what OHA was doing was saying, our executive session minutes are secret, right? So it was a state agency keeping state records secret from the state, which to me makes no sense at all. I I think OHA should have released that information. They should still release it. It, it's, It's mind boggling that they think that their executive session minutes would be secret from the state's auditor. I, I I'm sure they have some sort of legal argument, but what are you hiding? Exactly. What are you talking about? You're, you're spending state resources to improve the condition of Native Hawaiians. And I think there's a perception sometimes that, that trustees have that certain people working at Ohio, that they think it's a separate government, right? They, they think that it's the government in waiting, which is, which it's not. And it, and it shouldn't be, and we shouldn't be spending OHA resources and time trying to Create a separate entity that's you know only race-based for Native Hawaiians exclusively. That's that's not a that's not health. That's not going to improve the condition of Native Hawaiians. I mean, in the end, you know, equality before the law is a great you know American experiment. It's the that's a great equalizer, and that's what the Kingdom of Hawaii was built on. It's even cool. that's the thing no one really talks about in this day and age, where you go back to, and I we did all this research for TMT Kea stuff, but you go back to the very founding of the kingdom. you'll love this stephanie where king kamehameha right it's always interesting the state is called hawaii right and this is very interesting as an example the reason it's called hawaii and there's also an island called hawaii Mm -hmm. is because kamehameha was from the island of hawaii and he conquered all the other islands right Oh, very true this is the name on the state yeah And and so part of that part of that is that when he did that right he used cannons that were brought in by Europeans, by you know people that were not born here prior to 1778. And John Young and Isaac Davis were the two gentlemen that trained his troops on how to use it. And he made John Young and Isaac Davis into chiefs. He made them into elite. And that was really the start of the kingdom's multicultural, multi-ethnic heritage, right? It's yes. just saying anybody who can contribute can be a citizen of this of this great nation equally.
0: He's a legend, our legendary, he's our a legendary leader, that's for sure. Well, I, you mentioned this, uh, this audit and the findings that uh, were, were casting OHA's work uh, in, in a darker light. So as you come into this and it's still not settled and i refer viewers to the paper to, to to look at what what's going on with this state auditor and what the last ruling was and how you all are going to go forward but how how are you planning to make a difference for this fiscal oversight that that um you feel is maybe not as responsible as it as it could be how are you going to be the best steward you can uh as uh an uh, especially as an at-large uh, uh trustee
1: well, I think the number one thing to do is, is look at what Trustee Aquina is doing all the time. I think it's just making sure there's independent audits of the Office of Wine Affairs, right? Not just state audits, but, you know, independent auditors that come in and look at how the spending is being done and really get into the, you know, even for the trustees themselves to be able to see how the money is being spent. And there's, there's a great turn of phrase that is out on Trustee Aquina's website is you protect the trust, you grow the trust, and then you spend the trust. And that's Mm -hmm. really the recipe for success is protecting the trust through independent audits and fiscal responsibility, making sure things like the OHA trustees reimbursements, right? Make sure they're submitting receipts instead of just getting $40,000 or $20,000 into a slush fund and spending it at the beginning of the year. That's not responsible.
0: Yeah. But then also
1: growing the trust, right? Through prudent investments. And Mm -hmm. Kakakomakai is one of those areas that owns all this land. It's lying fallow. It's it's terrible. Then we should be
0: developing it. Well, well. Before we get onto that that housing issue, um, what, uh, how are you going to be able to know, uh, yes, certainly that the money came in and was spent and was recorded, in rec, uh, and in, in the in the ready for the audit. But what are you going to do to find out? Uh, to measure the outcomes. How are you gonna know? I know you've been concerned about this and the things that you've said about, what What are the outcomes? How are we gonna measure them? And yeah. what are they doing now? And what do they need to do in, in your way of planning to help? I mean, that goes
1: towards the last part of that Trinity, which is spending the trust effectively, right? OHA is a grant giving organization. And so part of grant giving is you design evaluation systems, right? And so the trustees, as a trustee, you oversight that process and you tell the executive branch, you need to come up with these evaluation process. And part of that is data, right? I mean, I talked about in 2018 where the Office of Hawaiian Affairs has these, they don't even have the, you know, the confidence intervals for the data they have about native Hawaiians, whether or not we are what our income levels are and you know what our health disparities are and part of that is not entirely oha's fault in the sense that we don't necessarily collect data on native Hawaiians alone it's lumped with pacific islanders which you know that's racism is, is dumb right so it's complicated to have this whole race structure in our census bureau because we can't figure out which way to slice things now to the extent you're talking about culture and identity that's you know that's a that's an interesting that's great that's a good thing but it's something you need data on. It's hard to define and hard to dig into. So you need to figure that out. And OHA should spend money on it. OHA mm-hmm. should basically be going out and finding data on native Hawaiians, right? It should yes, be looking yes, up data, uh-huh. data uh-huh. Uh-huh. not just the census, right? It shouldn't be relying on, because, because the census is mixing up all these things, right? And so well, it could break it up and you yeah. can look at individual data. And the Department of Health has some of that data Department of Business, Economic Development and Tourism has some of that data. And so you can break, break that out. But OHA has voter, it has roles, right? It has roles of its own members, people with OHA cards. It can pull these individuals and, and find that data for itself instead of just relying on the data that's out there.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: really what it needs to do to evaluate its own impact. I mean, OHA has existed for 50 years and mm-hmm. I'm still reading DBET reports that say, you know, the Native wines are the most impoverished race in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. who, okay, where's, where's OHA doing about that? Yeah. Are they measuring it? Are they looking at it? If we're going to have race based institutions, right? And that's another thing that's important to note, right? I, I'm not mm-hmm. the biggest fan, I'm not a fan of race based government, right? That's not something that I love. The reality is that OHA does exist and it's not going it is,
0: anywhere. Right. And, and, and it who,
1: exists. We should do something effective with it. And if you're going Make to do something effective, effective and this yes. is the group that we've identified, then that's the group you should serve. Yes. To and to
0: be the, the national treasure uh, for um, for that work and for that, the data showing what what their status is and how it has improved through the benefit that this agency is supposed to bring to it. And supposed to be value added in addition to what other other resources there are of course you know for all of all of the children of Hawaii all the people in Hawaii so um tell me about your your issues and your goals then uh, that you're 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 going on about in your campaign and trying to communicate about to those voters out there who will want to have you do that what what are you going to work on
1: absolutely I I think the number one thing I'm looking at is early childhood education there's a there's a big idea in development economics right now, which is you look at kids from zero to three years old, and that's really the age group where you can have the biggest impact. And if OHA's job is to improve the condition of Native Hawaiians, which I think it is, as opposed to paying reparations for the overthrow, which a lot of people think, you know, there's a lot of that angle. And I think that's one of the issues OHA has and a challenge. But if its job is to improve the condition of Native Hawaiians, then it should be looking at early childhood education. And I'm digging more into this and doing more research. I think there's actually been programs where you try to do this. It's this very specific intervention. Uh, There's a project called the Perry Preschool Project that did this. And you can improve upon this intervention. But functionally, fundamentally, what it is, is you send kids from zero to three to daycare. And then you have, so the parents can work, so the kids can acclimate, they can meet other kids, right? And they can learn in that environment. And then you take uh, that learning and you send someone to the home to meet with the parents and connect the learning going on in the school with what's going on in the home. And I can tell you, as the parent of two young boys, myself, right, three and six, is like, I heard this idea, I started researching it, and it blew my mind, because I was like, can I get somebody to do this for me right now? I could use this home. Like, this is amazing to so
0: me, be right? A kind of like a home state. Well, have you looked into what uh, the other agencies um, or other stakeholders, community stakeholders have been doing in early childhood education? I mean, of course, uh you know, always coming through on that is the Kamehameha schools and, and their preschool programs. I mean, are you looking to uh, partner up or how are you thinking about what's already going on in the state and what what benefit you can derive for OHA from that? Yeah,
1: I've been looking into various groups and I'm trying to reach out to people. There, there's, you know, there's groups, Kamehameha schools has done this in the past. Like I said, I'm trying to reach out to them. Um, Keiki Okaina is another group I've heard of that does it. So I'm, I'm exploring those and reaching out to, I, I don't, as far as I know, from looking at OHA's annual reports, they're spending no money on this right now. And so I don't know how many groups are connected to OHA looking at it right now, how many groups are out there. And that's one of the things as a, as part of this campaign, you know, win, lose, or draw, that's what I want to build that network and really see people like, okay, how, how do we get this network out there? How do we do more of this?
0: Yeah and that's a missing so that's missing because it hasn't been identified as an as a need that OHA chose to address or or just to help right i mean why why isn't there in other words the question you're bringing something to to the organization that, that they're not already doing if that's what you're saying
1: that's, that, that's that's my sense of it that's my sense of it is that this is a new thing that the organi- that is very powerful is There's research, this Perry Preschool Project has this long, the reason that particular thing, you can, if you Google Perry Preschool Project, I think one of the first hits is a US government website where they talk about it because it's so Mm -hmm. powerful. They have this longevity to the study where they show that the people that got the intervention, it's interesting because their test scores are not necessarily higher, right? They're they're reading math test scores, but what is higher is their life stability, right? So the the kids Mm -hmm. that had the intervention, they have stable homes, right? They're not in prison, they're not, in, they're not on drugs, they have jobs and they are married. But mm-hmm. the most interesting thing is that their kids also have stable lives, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it breaks that cycle of poverty, right? It keeps the families stable. And that's really valuable and powerful in Hawaii.
0: Well, that's, and you're talking about that being this uh, geometric, uh, or however you describe that impact going beyond even one generation is what I'm yeah. hearing you say too. Well, it breaks but, the cycle of poverty. I mean, no, that's, it's and it's that's one of the, the things, cycle
1: of poverty. I mean, yeah. when you look at, you know, DBEDT has reports and basically saying Hawaiians are native Hawaiians are the most impoverished group. And mm-hmm. it's because of, you know, this, that, that cycle of poverty issue, right? You get caught in that trap and then it it's hard to break out of it. And this is the thing that does it. And it's, it's interesting. I think there's actually a group of people that resist this idea. They, they think that it's a, like an indoctrination project or it's assimilate forced assimilation, right? Because you you send someone to the home and they're afraid that you're going to take the children and put them into, you know,
0: oh my. Stadium, yes.
1: Which, yes. which to me is which to me is like, I, I think that's that's just kind of a scary way to think about the world. I mean, design and intervention through the Office of Hawaiian Affairs okay. that can have a very culturally sensitive team to go into a home and that's why like the office i would not recommend that the office of hawaiian affairs do this itself right they would give a grant to an organization
0: that has yes yes you're partnering with people well what now when you go into if you're elected then you're you're in then as a um at large member so um have you have you thought about or learned about how you can influence others to agree that this is work that OHA should do. What happens within OHA? Are you ready to talk any about how, what's the processing of your uh, influence? Here you're coming in with ideas and you want to influence uh, the organization to go in direction. Step. What, what are you thinking about how to do that yourself?
1: Yeah, I have not looked at the politicking of who is going to be on the board and how that vote is going to work exactly. First off, I don't think anybody's even talking about early childhood education, right? So it's, there's mm-hmm. nobody even has heard it yet. They're all talking about housing, which I also support housing, right? That's a great thing. And I think, and also there's gonna be a lot of turnover. I mean, there's potentially a lot of change this year. I mean, right, there's the Hawaii seat probably won't change, but it's a big seat, right? It's
0: yeah, yeah. at large we and, and long things, seat, right? Pretty-
1: so, yeah. It's a big year. So who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. But but the key thing I think that I would say is I think early childhood education is something we could all agree on. I think we could all agree that this is something worth talking about, mm-hmm. worth looking into more and and worth exploring. And that's really what I would want to start doing. And so it's you know, I haven't I haven't started counting the votes if you that's to the extent we're asking that. Yeah, it's just really developing the idea and starting to get people to to think about it more seriously, and then see what the results can be.
0: Well, actually, do, do does do all the trustees meet as a on the board? That the, so I was just wondering, what's the structure within the organization? So all the trustees come together in board meetings, right? And then you have, uh, and that's your opportunity to. Yeah, I mean
1: that's yeah. a little bit more complicated. You you have to go into a board. I think you can write proposals and whatnot. It it is kind of strange because of the open records laws of Hawaii, which are good, but one of the challenges is a board like OHA cannot meet, like the trustees can't meet more than one-on-one, right? And even one-on-one is a little bit issuey because you can't, daisy chain messages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, so okay. it's, yeah. it's fascinating because the legislature isn't held to that, right? The legislature has secret meetings all the time with all kinds of groups of people, but then they expect boards like OHA to do it also. And it's like it's a little bit of a hamstring. I mean I i want that. I don't want OHA to be having secret meetings, but it also does hamstring these organizations that we've put all this responsibility on in a very strange way. But but that's not I'm not going to be worried about that. I mean I'll yeah. whatever I'm doing my early childhood stuff, I'm just going to say it on the internet. Right, I'm going to put Here. it on online. So we'll we'll talk about it there. And I think it's it's already on my campaign website. Right, that's
0: that's what we're going to do. Well, what about let's talk about housing? I know that you've got some uh, ideas about housing, and you had already mentioned the Kaka'aka Makai area. Is that what you're referring to as the area? Uh, can you just describe well, where that is and what its circumstances are, and what needs to be done?
1: So housing in general is Hawaii just has a housing shortage. I mean, if To the extent, and and I say this, and I have to be very particular here, because I'm an attorney, so I, you know, language definitions, it means a lot to me, and it's very interesting. When we say we have a housing shortage, the presumption is we want economic growth, and we want population growth, because those two things go hand in hand. There's people in this world, on this island, that do not want that. They want Hawaii to shrink. They want they want to live a subsistence lifestyle they don't want any trade they don't want to have anything at all except maybe cell phones and you know roads but never mind that right like so these are survivalist
0: want, people or no, no, what? no i'm
1: saying i'm saying metaphor i'm saying i'm saying no, okay. my, uh-huh. my point is that when i say we have a housing shortage what i mean is if you want economic growth if you want your keiki to be able to live here right if you want to be able to move from your apartment to a bigger home with your two kids or three kids you need more homes, right? There's, not, there's no amount of subsidized homes. There's no amount of government regulation that's only for locals, whatever that term means, You know, people born and raised here, which are, which are not even constitutional in a lot of situations, right? And not even a moral good. I wouldn't want to stifle my society with only people born here. But even if you were doing that, we're not even meeting the population growth, right? And that's why our population is shrinking. For the past couple of years, the population has been shrinking. So when I say I want more homes and there's a housing shortage, I'm talking about I want prosperity for my boys, right? My Kiki, Mm -hmm. my Ohana, our families. I want us to be able to grow and prosper. And if we're going to do that, we need to build more homes. And Mm -hmm. one place that OHA can have a direct impact on that is in Kaka'akamakai.
0: And okay, right now,
1: why, why is that? Why is Kaka'aka Makai a target area? Well, so right now, Makai is a is a basically a blight zone, right? There's a park there and then there's a bunch of, there's car dealerships, which are economic drivers, but you could have a lot more economic value. And then there's lots that are just parking lots, right? They're just completely empty. The state of Hawaii made it illegal to build homes, Makai of Ala Moana Boulevard. And we did that to satisfy people living in high rises across the street. They didn't want their view blocked. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's it's it's NIMBYism run amok, right? We have people living in high-rises, complaining about new high-rises. It's like you live in a high-rise. That's where, that's Hawaii. Kaka'ako is the new downtown, right? Like if you want to keep the country country, you need to make the city city and you need to develop homes in downtown. So Kaka'ako Makai, you need to legalize home building. That's one of the things you need to do. And then Oha has, has, so Oha, what if it's owns a bunch of parcels in kakakamakai that's what i wanted to know
0: about because usually things are already structured in that manner with the landowners yeah
1: so the office of wine affairs gets this is very complicated i don't even know if we have time for this one but oha basically had a settlement with the state where they said we're owed back money therefore we should get this money that whole debate is a whole other subject where oha says we get 20% 20% of the ceded land, but the Supreme Court's actually said, no, you don't, you get whatever the legislature says you get. And so, but in order to settle one of these many lawsuits OHA was filing, uh, Governor Abercrombie said, okay, we'll give you these parcels in Kakakamakai, which are equal to what you wanted. And, and David Louis, the former attorney general under Governor Abercrombie said in a book, the reason he did this, the reason Governor Abercrombie did this was to get OHA to use you know, their moral leverage to get build homes in Kaka'ako Makai, which I think is a great idea. And, but, but this is the kicker, right? I don't want to just build luxury high-rise places for fancy people from California, although I don't want to exclude them either because Kaka'ako Makai fundamentally is an investment, right? It's an investment for the Office of Wine Affairs to make money and then spend that money on early childhood education to improve the condition of native wines. But Kaka'ako is owned by OHA, Kamehameha Schools, the University of Hawaii, and the City and County of Honolulu. Those four entities could make a joint development program, which I've written about this in Civil Beat, and consolidate all those parcels and build out a master plan community that could really shine, right? You can have mixed income developments, commercial spaces, you know, you can maximize commercial spaces, you could change the roads around. Uh, there's a, you know, there was a big fight a while back about a playground, right? We wanted to build a playground in Alamoana. And then everybody who opposed the playground in one said oh we're not opposed to the playground we just want it built in Makai. you're not going to build a playground that's big and fancy in Makai right now because it's a dump and it's just overrun with homeless and you know vandalism and it would be destroyed and no one would go there but if you redevelop the entire area and you have a big park and you have all these homes and you have a hawaiian sense of place under a master plan community then you could build a big playground and you can have Dedicated parking for the public and things like that. You could have dedicated parking for surfers, right? People could come there and go down the <laughs> stairs. You can redevelop the whole area. Well, let me just get area. clear
0: here. Now, are you, when you say Kaka'ako Makai, do you mean South, the Makai of Kapiolani Boulevard? Al, of Albuana Boulevard. Okay, so that would be in the Kaka'ako Park area. Right? Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah. So Kakako Makai is is Makai of Alamoana Boulevard. It's where the Children's Discovery Center is.
0: Oh yes, yes. Okay. All right. So what? So I was thinking it was that whole section above that between Alamoana Boulevard and Kapiolani. Okay. No, that's
1: just Kakako. That's Kakako Malka.
0: Malka. Okay. And that's where we're building
1: tons of buildings. Right. Mm -hmm. We're already building lots and lots of buildings there.
0: Yes. Yes. Team. Oh, that's a huge development, yeah. which is a loss is of amazing. a lot of stuff. That's. But okay. So then, it's, um... it's,
1: there's loss. There's loss in it, but there's loss in all redevelopment, right? I mean, there's also there's also growth, right? There's mm-hmm. also a benefit to building those kind of. Homes. I mean, I know all my friends who are growing up now, my age, all live in Kakako. They're all living in Kakako. Yeah. Their they're families in Kakako, and there's and there's requirements. You know, the developers you want to make sure they build a park and stuff. And they're required to do that, and you got to do that. We lost Ward Warehouse. That's true. I loved Ward Warehouse, yeah. but. But that's that's the growth and development. You we mm-hmm. cannot always just say things are perfect for me and therefore they must stay this way. Like, well, what not, about the resistance to more. this
0: for that for that parcel now? Because like the medical school is there too. Oh, it would I stay the it children.
1: There yeah. no, be no reason. That's why the medical school is there to provide that kind of refurbishment, that kind of revitalization of the area. It would it would stay there. Even the
0: Children's Discovery Center, I wouldn't want to take it out. And they, they would be um, on board for this this type of development. Well, that... I think you need
1: to talk to everybody, right? Uh, this is yes. not something that Sam King is going to be able to get elected and wave a magic wand and make it happen, right? This is a and this is important, this is something worth closing on. This is something worth closing on. I mm-hmm. talked to a lot of people on this campaign trail, and what everybody wants is healing and cooperation, right? So I'm yeah. not gonna come yeah. in here and start. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I use the term nimby, right? And I'm and I've been out there fighting for a lot of big projects that are controversial, but I think it's it's worth saying this. I don't want to just come in and, and start yelling at people or saying, this is my way or the highway. And I don't think we should do that. We need to work together. Right, right. We need to right, all exactly. work together uh-huh. and discuss how's the, how's the best way this is going to work. And when we come to a decision through that process, then we follow through and we make sure that it happens, but we do have that process. That's, that's a very important, valuable thing. And that's the history of Hawaii.
0: Well, I'm encouraged by um, your, your idea and notion of that. Now that I got it straight, that it's uh, the Kaka Akamakai, because, you know, there isn't really a beach down there and that right. has been a blighted area. It's been, it's beautiful. I go I go down there. It's absolutely gorgeous, but um, I mean, it doesn't have the features of like an Alamoana park. So you're coming up with something that uh, might, you know, have some legs here. And then this it. would yeah, be this it. would solve some of the houselessness issue of the Hawaii Hawaiian people. So these would be OHA designated. No, no, no. I mean, no. One
1: minute, one minute to close. But no, you would not just be building homes only for Native Hawaiian. It wouldn't be race-based housing, right? That's not even okay. a good idea. But it right? would
0: be reasonable. So we're but talking be, maybe some low income and you, would,
1: you would have a you would have a, a stretch, right? You you wouldn't just have one income, you'd have a variety of incomes. You would have high priced homes to make a profit and you'd have regular homes. I mean that's yeah. any development. But Kakakamakai is some of the most valuable land in Hawaii, right? You do not so subsidize building no. there in order to make money. No. That defeats the yeah. purpose. The purpose is investment. And that's where you spend that money on early childhood education.
0: So, okay, Sam, we, we're, we're almost down to time. So, why don't you take uh, this time to just say a few things about your other aims and uh, goals um, that, that we haven't had a chance to get into? But why don't you just um, let us know what else? is your focus for uh, your work as the the trustee on OHA's board? Well, I
1: think the other thing I would advocate for strongly is, is just making sure that Native Hawaiians and all the people of Hawaii who are interested in astronomy and supporting science and the 30-meter telescope have a voice on the Office of Hawaiian Affairs. And so I would make sure that that project continues to get support and continues to have legs under it to move forward. Because... It's critical for our future. It's critical for our Kiki, and you know, one of mine is right back here, right now, in the blur.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, he's being very quiet. That's good. good. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, you're you're still uh, working on the telescope issues, or do you see that those are resolved now that the university can manage it?
1: No, it's definitely not resolved. It's it's definitely something that will be an issue in this campaign. It's very important that if people want astronomy on Mauna Kea and they want the 30-meter telescope to be built, they should definitely vote for me because it's going to be a very, very important issue and it's it's not over by any stretch of the imagination. I think we're having a lot of interesting conversations. The change in management that's being discussed now is mm-hmm. it, it's it's an interesting idea. There's a lot of support for it, even from supporters of the 30-meter telescope project. There's, I was opposed to it from the beginning and I still am on the fence. Because I think it's dangerous. We're rolling the dice with our astronomy industry. Because we're now we're going to have political appointees on top of it instead of academic appointees. But you mm-hmm. know, like I said, change is change, right? There's there's a degree to which you have to look at things and say sometimes things need to move forward. But in the end, I have no position on it because it doesn't matter who manages Mount Oke. What matters is that that bill that came out said we're going to support astronomy, pursue it to the principles we're laying out here. We're going yeah. to we're and we need to get people on the board, and you'll make sure that we advocate for appointments to the new board if it's created, if it's not vetoed by Governor Ige, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that support astronomy and support open access to Mount Ikea so that people can continue to enjoy that beautiful place, because it's really something special, and it's special for all the reasons that we use it now, for advanced astronomy, for 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 cultural
0: practices. Well, well, do you see that those Hawaiian, groups, are they more um, accepting of it now that it's been through this process? Do you see that, that that has softened any, that there's an acceptance that it should be there, as you're saying, that, you know, Hawaii should have that that telescope there and have that activity going on?
1: I have, there's some, there's some people that have changed their views on it, have softened, and met with astronomy community and talked to them, but there's some that haven't. I mean, there, in the end, there will be protesters. If oh, okay. anything it's still goes gonna up, be a tough, people will show tough, up and tough. arrests will need to be made pursuant to the process. We're not, You don't that's just it. go up there and arrest people for no reason, but we're gonna follow the process. <laughs> and if we decide that we're going to build the telescope, somebody is gonna show up and someone's gonna stand on the road and we're gonna to have to commit ourselves to following the law and the decisions that we've made as a community, which I think is, the, is just, that is pono, right? Like that's the right thing to do. You cannot just say, I didn't get my way in this process, therefore, I'm going to blockade a public roadway. That that's not well, we can't yeah, manage. But it just society. seems that this
0: this is our life now. Is these issues are all very divided, and people are speaking up from both sides of it. So it, good. We, and we we good. Have and it's good. We've to learn how to live and work within this climate. Yeah, it's and, good to yeah.
1: talk, and it's good to have these conversations. And I think we should continue to do that. And I think we should also commit to our decisions once we make them.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. One quick question: How is the campaign going? How How do you like campaigning? Are you feeling? It's
1: going great. Yeah, it's going good. I
0: mean, you feeling productive? Getting yeah, through this very, process.
1: Very you meet a lot of people. You talk to a lot of people and making phone calls. Yeah. It's always fun to hear from the community, right? And just hear what people have to say and hear their hopes and dreams and and share your big ideas, right? It's It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun and it's going well. So we're we're oh we're God. out there. We're doing it. Oh,
0: well, we wish you very, very well and uh, hope uh, things keep stay, keep going that way and even more. So um, I think we're out of time at this point. Yep. And uh, uh, this show is the state of the state of Hawaii. And um, we've been talking with uh, OHA candidate for um, the at-large, at-large trustee. Board member role, and he's going, he's he's running for that. So take a look at his website, which has been rolling on our screen. And uh, I'm your host, Stephanie Stoll Dalton. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks. So I appreciate your viewing. Mahalo for being our audience, and uh, we'll see you again soon.